Life After Stroke is a production of the Hang On to the Dream Foundation, the 501c3 nonprofit organization that helps kids and adults reach their goals in life. If these Life After Stroke programs are helpful to you, please consider making a tax-deductible donation to the Hang On to the Dream Foundation to assist the organization in its numerous outreach activities. For more information, just go to www.hangontothedream.org. And remember, no matter how hard things seem, hang on to the dream. The following is a recorded program of an actual stroke support group. The comments expressed are the personal opinions of the participants and not necessarily the opinions of the producers, sponsors, or the broadcasters of this show. This program is not to be used as a way to diagnose or treat any medical condition that you may have. Please consult your doctor or healthcare professional before making any changes to your current medical routine. Stroke. 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 It comes out of the blue, sometimes without warning. But those who survive it should never lose hope. A stroke can be life-changing. But it is also a new beginning. Because for all survivors, there is still a beautiful life after stroke. Hey everybody, welcome to Life After Stroke. I'm Christopher Ewing. Today we are broadcasting from Providence St. Joseph's Medical Center in Burbank, California. And our guest today is Maria Fisk. She's a registered dietitian, certified diabetes educator, and long-standing Providence St. Joseph's Medical Center caregiver and healthcare professional. Say that three times fast. Uh, and she is just awesome. Uh, Hello. Good morning, everybody. Nice to meet you. And it is just so cool that you're here today. Um, we also have our other very, very special guest who we just love. We just love you, Kathy. Uh, Kathy Cole, she is the author of Kick-Ass Kind of Girl, a memoir of life, love, and caregiving. And uh, she is here with us later in the show with a very special little announcement we're going to make regarding Kathy and all kinds of stuff. It's very cool. And in the meantime, I'm going to say hi to the gang. we got the gang here. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Um, you know, since it's been a while, why don't we kind of go around the horn and um, introduce ourselves to listeners and stuff like that. Um, and we'll start with our newest member. This is Bernie. Hi, yeah. Hey, Bernie. So, um, Bernie, why don't you introduce yourself to everybody who's listening and all that kind of good stuff. Hi, I'm Bernie, and uh, I'm just representing my wife. I didn't get any stroke, but, uh, you know, I'm trying to stay with her like that to... You know, to get it well like that one, then... Uh. Right, right. Uh, for those of you who were listening last week, uh, Bernie came in in the midst of our show. One of the nurses brought him in because they knew that we were having our stroke support group. And Bernie sat down and told us about his wife, Norma, and that uh, she had just had a stroke maybe nine or ten days before. And uh, and today, uh, before we went on the air, Bernie was telling us that she's doing much better. And so we're yeah, really glad to hear that, Bernie. Yeah, good better That's right great, now, Bernie. You know. That's just great. open her eyes and moving yes. her... Uh, her uh, mouth like that one, but uh, n- nothing much uh, uh, sound uh, she is making like that one there, you know. Yeah, well, you know what? We'll take progress and healing any way we can get it. So I'm really glad to hear she's doing better. Oh. Uh, next to Bernie, we've got Mr. Dave. Hello, my name's Dave. I had a massive right frontal stroke, and I'm in my second year of recovery. Mm-hmm. And you are the epitome of recovery, as we often talk about. It is amazing, your recovery. You are the epitome of recovery, man, and I'm so happy. And uh, you always talk about the twins. The twins are turning eight soon. Twins are turning eight. And they're getting ready for a birthday party and all that kind of stuff. So uh, that's awesome, and we're really glad to hear about that. Next to Dave is Dr. Parker. Hi, I'm Bob, and I've had a stroke nine years ago. Two strokes, actually. 
Right, and this uh, just within the same day or a couple days yeah, apart? No, no, just in, just in the same day. One in the morning and one at night. Right, right. Uh, Dr. Parker is an, an author and educator, and uh, he's just, just another one of those who we just absolutely love around here. He's written several books. Um, you can find links to the books on the strokechannel.tv website. Uh, he wrote one of the books on healing. Uh, what is it? The uh, Healing Two Strokes? I I am on my way to healing two strokes and a recovery that's right. on Amazon. That's right. That's right. And it's awesome, awesome, awesome. And next to you is uh, Kathy Cole, another author. All these authors here. My <laughs> goodness, you guys are making me going to finish my book. I've got a half-finished book. And you guys are kind of making me have to finish mine now. Hi, I'm Kathy. And... I became involved with strokes because my husband had a stroke that affected his brain stem and left him a quadriplegic on a respirator for six and a half years. But we had a life. We Absolutely. really had a life. Absolutely. And the amazing thing about that is is that, you know, they had told you that it was only 24 hours that they had given him to live, and he lived for six and a half years. And I just think it's, it's your story is just so amazing. And I, I'm so glad that you wrote a book about it. I mean, you almost had to write a book about it. Thank you. Um, so we're going to be chatting with Kathy uh, later. And next to Kathy is our featured guest, Maria Fisk, who is our dietitian. Uh, Maria, why don't you brag a little bit? Tell everyone a little bit about your background and all that kind of good stuff. Why, sure. Um, I've been here at St. Joe's, and I normally see people, outpatients on an individual basis. I love what I do, which mm. I'm really lucky. I mean, I don't think a lot of people can say that they love their jobs like <laughs> I do, but mm. I do. And it's a daily basis dealing with people just like you and the community. Mm -hmm. And I, I think my favorite thing is, and Chris, you'll get a kick out of this, is I get patients that come to me and say, oh, I just, they look at me with this little evil eye, you, you're going to tell me to restrict my favorite <laughs> things and you're going to tell me to go on this diet. But actually what I, what I really find the most challenging is to take the preconceptions that so many people have from Dr. Google, mm -hmm, you know what I mean, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, well. and negotiate with them hmm. and sit down and say, hey, what is your problem? What can we do to do better? And let's write down some goals. So next time you see me, let's work on some mm -hmm. of these things. Just kind of taking that big boulder and taking chips out of it so okay. it isn't so overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, we hear about how important diet is pre-stroke, mm -hmm. but certainly everybody here at the table, not everybody obviously, but several of us here at the table and many people listening are kind of post-stroke. Mm -hmm. How important is diet post-stroke? Whether it's pre or post, your nutrition is you can do more with healthy nutrition, I'm going to tell you, than some medications can do for you. Hmm. You can't. There's some things that you can do with your exercise, your stress reduction, you know, going back to you, your personal life. What can you all do personally to improve? And probably the easiest thing to say is, can we just get away from that brown and white you know, the big old steaks and mm. the big old mashed potato. <laughs> mm. Everybody's wincing at the <laughs> table. Just reduce them. Think color. Get some pink, blue, red, purple in your meal plan. Fruits and vegetables, especially vegetables, have shown to reduce your blood pressure. Reducing your blood pressure is a super key in keeping that blood pressure under control. 
Also looking at maybe fish or chicken or white meats, something that's a little more healthy to replace the ribs and steaks, <laughs> that kind of a thing. Mm. It's not never, but it's just working with how you can improve. Maybe it'll never be perfection, but better than where you were. All right. All right, everybody. Well, you see where this show's going today. I liked Maria when she walked in. I don't know how I feel about her when she walks out of here because, I mean, she's chipping away at my whole meal for the whole day. I'm just like, well, okay, well, there goes lunch. (laughs) Said, well, I guess dinner's out now, too. All right. Well, throughout the show here, we're going to talk with Maria, and she's going to kind of kick us all in the healthy tail and and get us all on track and make sure that, uh, you know, we're doing right uh, with our diets and things like that. So um, everybody sit tight, and we'll be right back. Life After Stroke is brought to you by Audible. With over 180,000 audiobook titles from new releases to bestsellers, you can listen to Audible on your computer, iPhone, Android, or Kindle whenever and wherever you want. Plus, just for being a listener of Life After Stroke, our friends at Audible are giving you a free audiobook of your choice and a 30-day free trial of their service to get your free audiobook. Just go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash life after stroke. That's audibletrial.com forward slash life after stroke. I used to think going to the dentist was going to hurt, but now I go to Dr. Cade's. Dr. Cade's not just a dentist, he's a pediatric dentist. That means he specializes in us kids. It's fun. Dr. Cade's been a dentist for a really long time. That means he's really good. And his office is awesome. He even has a really cool game room. And sitting there while the dentist works on your teeth might seem boring. But not at Dr. Cade's. You get to wear these really cool glasses and watch cartoons while he works on your teeth. Plus, when you're done, you even get to go to Dr. Cade's toy stop and pick out a brand new toy. I like that. Hi, I'm Dr. Kate Hensiger, and your child's dental care is our passion. When your child has a dental need, give us a call at 402-330-1131 or visit us online at drkade.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to Life After Stroke. I'm Christopher Ewing. Today we are speaking with Maria Fisk. She is a dietitian here at Providence St. Joseph's Medical Center. And, you know, one of the questions that I have is that it seems like we are more concerned with weight loss when it comes to watching our diet than we are really concerned about the health of our bodies mm-hmm. when it comes to diet. Um, does that seem like a fair statement? Or? Well, yes. It's, there's a lot of crazy diets out there, and it's about weight loss. Sure, they're successful, but you can lose weight eating a lot of fat and a lot of red meats. And how, what does that do to your cholesterol? People, I have seen clients of mine that have lost weight doing something kind of weird, but then their cholesterol will be high or their blood sugars will be high. So it's about using a balance. And they might be okay with it just because they look good in the mirror. Right. But meanwhile, on the right. inside, on the inside of their bodies, yeah, and their cholesterols are going up. Mm-hmm. And what's that doing to your other risk factors? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, we, we like to take a look at balancing out meals, you know, mm-hmm. the five food groups. It's so simple. Dash diet, Mediterranean, that kind of a thing. We're mm-hmm. using that approach. You hear so much about diets out there. Yeah. Now, that's the other thing. You know, you hear about the Atkins diet, the Mediterranean diet, the this oh, sure. diet, the that diet. Is there a stroke diet? Well, 
uh, basically not per se labeled as a stroke mm-hmm. diet, but going to the Heart Association, there's definitely some guidelines. And, and what does that menu look like? Okay. The menu or for the day. It would be six to eight servings of grains, whole grains, four to five servings of vegetables, four to five servings of fruits, two to three servings of low-fat dairy products, six ounces of lean meat for the day, and nuts four to five times a week, and healthy oils two to three servings for the day, and limiting the sweets. That's that's the basic sure, overview, the overview of sure. a DASH mm-hmm. dietary approaches to stop hypertension, mm-hmm. which is a risk factor for stroke. Sure. Now, let me ask you this. Are there any foods that we need to be especially concerned about post-stroke that maybe we didn't need to be as concerned about pre-stroke? Generally speaking, I like to look at some of the fast foods and the chippers, you know, the chips and the sweets. <laughs> oh, oh, Chris. Getting, is it getting <laughs> hot in here to anybody else? <laughs> Chris, remember, <laughs> come back, come Ooh, back. Oh, Lord. <laughs> hey, we can, yeah, we, you know, it's just taking a look uh, at that, you know, taking a look at some of these bigger products because the minute it's in a wrapper, the minute it's kind of at a restaurant, you're kind of maybe having, like, I'd rather not see what the numbers are. Mm-hmm. You won't get numbers on some of these foods. And some of these numbers translate to your numbers, your cholesterol levels, mm-hmm. perhaps your weight, perhaps your blood pressure. So it's not coming in and trying to reach that 100%. Mm-hmm. But at least start at 10% and work up. Now, that's another interesting thing, too, is that when you see these numbers and all that other kind of stuff, is there any kind of conversion that we as stroke survivors should kind of do a plus minus to with some of those numbers? Like, are those numbers more geared to somebody who has an overall, quote unquote, healthy body or, you know, never had a stroke kind of body and things like that? I tell you what, um, since the Heart Association is such a good tool... If you go there to that website, mm-hmm. they have guidelines for nutrition, and they're looking at, you know, a little bit of the weight loss, you know, some of the fats for the different kind of strokes that are out there, and the sodium, and looking at the label, looking at the different numbers, and they are very, very helpful that way, and it's looking at altogether Weight loss, calories, the saturated fats, the sodium are the primary things in those food numbers. And it's just so not sexy to talk about food numbers. People just kind of go, oh. But the minute you have an issue, the minute you have a problem, looking at those numbers relate to your numbers. Mm -hmm. Specifically sodium maybe. Um, You know, a bowl of soup, maybe people didn't know a, a bowl of Regular soup is about 2,000 milligrams of sodium. Mm -hmm, That's mm -hmm. how much sodium you should be having for the day. So maybe there's Mm. other soups. There's other products that you can get. There's always a substitute for what you like. There's always a better way of doing things with your personal preferences. Mm. There's a way to step back a little bit and take a look. You know, if if I never had to be concerned about my diet Mm -hmm. pre-stroke, Do I especially now need to be concerned about it because of the stroke? Let's get back to that point, of course. So it's the pre and the post, of course, because whatever got you into the stroke the first time around is probably still there. 
So whether it was high blood pressure, some of your eating habits, some of your stress after the stroke, it's probably even more important because, you know, you're now a little more vulnerable. You've got some genetic predisposition, Mm -hmm. a family trait that you now you have an alertness. Okay, this is in my family. So now that I've had the problem, I need to be even more careful. So absolutely, you know, your lifestyle is now more important than ever before. Sure. Hmm. Oh, absolutely. To the second time, you want to prevent the second one. Right. Is what, right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a disease prevention kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Now, for those who are on certain medications. Yes. I understand that there's certain foods that kind of don't play nicely with some of those meds. Mm-hmm. Um, talk a little bit about that. Okay. Um, you know, there's there's been so much controversy about the grapefruit interactions. I don't know if you heard, heard about that. You know, there's little, little symbols or little notes on your medications not to use grapefruit. Oh, that's a hard decision. Ask your pharmacist because at one time we were told do not eat grapefruit whatsoever with any of your blood pressure medicines, antidepressants, or low, lower cholesterol medications. And then there's also blood thinners, you know, things like uh, Coumadin. And Coumadin is not being used as much. A, a lot of the blood thinners, the, the newer generation blood thinners don't, you know, we don't, in strokes and that kind of a thing, or heart disease, Coumadin is not used as much. So the high vitamin K foods, the leafy greens would have been uh, cutbacks pretty much strictly that are high in vitamin K because that interacts with Coumadin. But it's not used that much anymore, not as much. Wow, that's really interesting. Now, obviously, you know, foods don't really have like kind of a, a magic, potion to it or anything like that but are there any foods that would kind of lend itself to helping us prevent another stroke yes um and 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 the research has found okay here here's here's generally the research if you can keep that blood pressure down that is a super important thing in stroke prevention is keeping that blood pressure under let's say top number 130 systolic diastolic under 80 is the typical goal your vegetables and your fruits just by eating more fruits and vegetables they have found that people can lower their blood pressure several points also watching Mm. the salty foods Mm. you know oh look at you looking at me you know and that's (laughs) what's so deceiving too because there's so many things that have salt that's like embedded in there like hidden hidden in there You, you don't even know it's there you know well, the the best way is to go ahead and, and look at the food guide label, but when you go to a restaurant or you're hanging out at, at a fast food place, you don't necessarily have the sodium content right. in a meal. Sure. And that's where it's hidden. And you can't always tell by taste. You can't right. necessarily, I mean, who would think that some cheeses have as much salt as ham? Sure, sure. Mm, yeah. Interesting. And ham tastes salty, but cheeses don't. Wow. Yeah. You know, and that's another thing, too. You almost have to do your math because, um, you know, you look at something and say, oh, it's only got, you know, a little bit of milligrams of the, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, by the end of the meal, but I mean, you know, once it's all on the plate, exactly. you know, you're looking at a plate full of salt. Yeah. You know? And adding it up. So it's it's best try to, you know, to try to get whole foods, not 
things that don't have a lot of sauces on them, steamed, grilled, mm-hmm. broiled, that kind of a thing at a restaurant, dressings on the side or vinegar and oil. You now, know. that's another thing, too. You hear about the difference between frying versus grilling. Is there mm-hmm. that big of a difference between the Ge- preparation of the two? Definitely. Hmm. Generally, frying to most restaurants means that the food is swimming in the fat. It's deep fried. Whereas grilling, they might put some oil or even butter or something like that. You can ask for for a better oil, and it's grilled, so the fat will drip down through the grill. Mm -hmm. So it's not being absorbed like a sponge. Most restaurants, when you're deep frying, Mm -hmm. are frying the food, you know, in a lot of oil. And maybe not the best oil. Uh, I don't think restaurants are using olive oil because it's very expensive and it doesn't fry well. You know, it doesn't Mm -hmm. deep fry well, so... Mm You know, they're not using the best oil mm-hmm. for your cholesterol levels. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. You know, earlier you had made a comment about something was as if you took a bunch of packages of sugar and just poured it in your oh, face. Oh, you, you were know, listening to, your, well, to the conversation you, you with your my, mom. My, my mother a private <laughs> consultation over here. Lord knows she needs it. So now I'm going to quiz her later and make, actually, I'm going to tell on her too, if she doesn't keep all the recommendations that you gave her. We negotiated uh, a few things. Yes, we did. Good luck with that. All right. (laughs) Well, let's see. We (laughs) tried. (laughs) Right, right. But what was that? Because it sounded like it was really interesting. It's very, very interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, Coca-Cola, you you don't realize, but a 12-ounce can of Coke has about eight spoons of sugar in it. Hmm. And it's as if you would take eight packets, the little restaurant packets Mm -hmm. of sugar that you get, and put them in your mouth at one time. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I used to have a little sugar, you know, the sugar packets attached to a, a, a sugary drink. And when I would show the kids in my office, they would go, ooh. I said, but that's what you do when you're drinking mm-hmm. a Coke. You're drinking, you're putting that much sugar into your system at once. And isn't it interesting how it's so camouflaged? Yes. You know? You would never know you that Coke know. was that sweet. Absolutely. because. We've gotten so accustomed to that sure. sweet, sweet taste. Sure. And you know what? The same goes for salt. It's a habit. How you've become accustomed, it becomes, you know, you, you, your, your tongue gets that, mm, I want that salty taste. Mm-hmm. But when you, Chris, when you start com- cutting back on salt, you'll find that some of those salty things that you used to eat, it's like, oh my gosh, it's like, Ah. You know, you are so true now, and yeah. to, to my own defense, I do not use salt, and really haven't for a number of years. Uh-huh. <clears throat> my stroke, you know, they say just may have been a little faulty blood vessel in my brain that just exploded, Different because my, my blood pressure was, you know, borderline, like 140 over 80 kind of thing, and when my cardiologist heard that I had my stroke, they were like, man, we were shocked you had your stroke, because we got mm-hmm. guys that walk in here that should be dead, and they haven't had a stroke yet, so, you know, they don't necessarily think that my personal stroke was brought on by, you know, uh, high blood pressure or anything like that. But it's interesting in that so many of these foods will kind of lend itself to just inching it up more and more. And you don't even know that it's happening. Right. Because you think, well, I'm just eating a little of this or a little of that or I didn't have so much. But by the end of the day, when you, if you were to really do the math, yes. you know, you've had a lot. You know, um, most Americans probably get between 4,000 to 6,000 milligrams of sodium on a daily basis. Oh, my gosh. And that is, that's, that's double and triple. That is a lot. That's a lot. And one thing that you did say, which is so true, because I cut out salt ooh, years ago. Um, and it's funny how your palate will change mm-hmm. because... You know, I used to just, just, I really had a habit, 
just, you know, you sit down, you're having a meal. Okay, you got to put salt and pepper on it, even though you haven't tasted it. You didn't, it, taste you didn't it. even know anything about it. Mm-hmm. And then when I started to realize, okay, well, that's kind of silly. So then when I stopped using salt, I mean, I c- almost could pick out a grain of salt in something now because I'm just so, you know, like, oh, this is too salty, where somebody else might be just throwing salt on it. But it's interesting, and this is my point, how your whole taste buds and your palate will change just by cutting something out. And you won't even realize after a while, like, wow, you know what? I'm not using so much salt anymore, and I don't miss it. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't miss it. Um, And I really don't miss it, and it's just been years. And so it's interesting how you made that point that your, your taste will change if you just... Give it some time. Just you know? give it some time. It takes, because, you know, remember, you've kind of had a lifelong habit. Sure. So mm-hmm. to turn this around, mm-hmm. oh, it takes a lot of dedication and it takes a lot of willpower to do that because, oh, you know, we, we have a love affair with food. We do. Mm-hmm. I don't deny mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So that's amazing that you were able, see, you were able to do that one change. Mm-hmm. Okay. So mm-hmm. there you go. And it was probably hard. It was very hard. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah. it's interesting how it wasn't hard for very long. Once you got used Once to it. Once you got used to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because then, like I said, you don't miss it. Right. Now, I will be the first to sit here and admit, though, I am not about to walk on no water. <laughs> I got my I got my sins and bad habits like the next guy, and it is a sweet tooth sometimes that mm. will not quit. And mm. I'm talking 9, 10 o'clock at night, you know, that sure. ice cream. Oh, my goodness. Uh, my weakness is Haagen-Dazs vanilla bean ice cream. Oh, dear. And, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like the good I, stuff. I you know. know. You yeah, we all, be, we can't, all. can't be the cheap kind. You hey, know? <laughs> listen, we all love it. Don't I mean, don't make any mistakes. We all love it. You know? So... How in the world do you put that genie back in the bottle? Put, put the, is it, okay. Use the same technique that you did with the salt. Oh, gosh, oh I know. Chris, come back. Come back here. So <laughs> Don't fall off the chair now. Come on. A man can't give uh, everything away. I mean, my goodness. We just, we're just expect everything. Okay, so maybe you can start with less of. How about this? Are there any cheaters? Are there anything... Yeah, but yogurt. I don't know. It's I know what the, I know what he's saying. I, yeah, he's, you know, yeah. give me a pacifier. Give me, give, give me, me something. something. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and the something can't be well. Just do it every other day. I have no discipline. I have zero discipline when it comes to that. It's and it's also not. We'll just take a smaller portion. No, there is no smaller portion with me because it's like okay, I can't stop. <laughs> you know. Okay, so so what was the thought process in your head uh-huh. when you got away from? salt you know what okay now what was that what was that trigger that did it for you hearing that it wasn't good for you Mm. and you could sit here and tell me that sugar isn't good for me and but that that, that won't do it (laughs) i see bugs bunny i mean you know i just see you know puppy dogs and flowers i mean i don't see anything bad Mm -hmm. and i know that it's Probably just as bad. I mean, I don't even want to say, is sugar any worse than salt in excess? Well, okay. Now, here's the thing. Sugar, because it's added to so much food, sugar per se, because Mm -hmm. there's sugar in milk, there's sugar Mm -hmm. in fruit, there's natural sugars everywhere. But in our American diet, they put sugar in in ketchups and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just kind of like salt. It Mm -hmm. it gets to be this acquired taste because it sells well. But, you know, because there's so much added there, it's it's a matter of our taste buds. But getting back to the ice cream, um, let's say you have, let's just say, you have a carton of Haagen-Dazs every single day. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, let's I, just. I could knock a pint out in a heartbeat. Easy. Absolutely. Oh, easy. One I, sitting. I, 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 I remember. I shouldn't even say. Well, come on now. Get, yeah, come on now. Okay, do, do I have to confess? You know, that younger college coed. I've been known to do the same. Okay. Okay. Until I figured out my cholesterol time, mm-hmm. I need to do something about it. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe instead of doing a Hagen Dazs quor- uh, pint every single day, mm-hmm. Do three pints for the week, and then just slow. Just have it still. Yeah. Have it still, but just cut it back. See, I think it's kind of. <clears throat> I think it's kind of like well, it's nine or ten o'clock. It's that nighttime sweet tooth habit time, mm-hmm. you know. So I think I would have a harder time telling it, no, it's not your day today to mm-hmm. feel that. Mm-hmm. Is there something else that I can reach to, like uh, an ice, like an Italian ice? Oh, well, see, I think I didn't. Uh, you told me you didn't want to go there. I was just trying to work on getting you off the Haagen Dazs and oh, then on to something yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, well, you did. You did tell me that, yeah, but okay. Yeah, yeah. So I mean. There's some amazing frozen desserts out there okay. that we just love. Now, I'm very open to things like, you know, there's the, if you go to Sprouts or Whole Foods, and um, I don't necessarily want to promote products. Or mm-hmm, Do you mm-hmm. mind if I mention product yeah, you can names? Mention okay, so Halo, um, Halo Top and Arctic Freeze, those mm-hmm. are some, uh, Enlighten, those are some of the products out there you might find really as a nice substitute and so much lower in your carbs and your sugars mm-hmm. and your fats and your calories. You might want to give it a try. Hmm. Now, it, it, since we're on a personal note here, and then yeah. we'll get back to more broad-based because not everybody's weird like me. Um, I am allergic to virtually everything. And when I say everything, um, I'm allergic to peanuts. I'm mm-hmm. allergic to chocolate. Oh, Never mm-hmm. had a candy bar in my life. Okay. Um, I'm allergic to seafood. Um, some citrus fruits like oranges and grapefruits, some things that have a lot of high citrus in it will send me through the roof, uh, break out and all kinds of stuff like that. I say that to say that a lot of these recommendations that I have read about that would be good alternatives are things that I couldn't eat. Because I mean, they're made in a factory it, it, with, you know. Well, not yeah. even that. It's just that I'm allergic to them. Right. So, I mean, if the stroke mm-hmm. didn't kill me, you know, mm-hmm. a peanut allergy will, obviously. Yeah. You know, where they say, like, nuts are good in place of this and, you know, fish is good instead of that mm-hmm. and things like that. So, you know, I'm a little bit more confined than I think the average listener is in that respect. But um, just kind of overall, maybe what we can do, you know, we'll take a break. But when we come back, what I'd like to do is maybe you could put together a really good menu for us um, in the sense of, you know, for breakfast, you know, maybe something along these lines, Mm -hmm. lunch along these lines, dinner Mm -hmm. along these lines. and Just kind of give us an idea as to some of the things that we should really stay away from. And in the midst of staying away from those things, here are some alternatives that could nicely replace it okay so okay so just a meal plan because you know you're talking about a snack items you're talking about yeah yeah, yeah. so, so let's mean, let's talk about a daily meal plan yeah, that's a little different yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. sure All absolutely right, cool. everybody i'm i'm trying here you guys i'm I, you know i'm trying to keep us i'm trying to get permission <laughs> <laughs> to be able for all of us to cheat a little bit and maria to give us a little bit of a break here hey a little bit of break here and there that's fine yeah we can do it but on a daily basis we want to try to be and if better. you think I'm going to let her get off this show without sharing her little weakness, <laughs> it ain't going to happen. We'll get her to we'll confess. Get we'll get you. <laughs> we'll get her to confess. All okay. right, everybody sit tight. We'll be right back. <laughs> Life After Stroke is part of the iHeartRadio Podcast Network. Search and follow Life After Stroke on iHeartRadio or subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode. 
Also, be sure to download the new StrokeChannel.tv app, available free from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Hey, this is Christopher Ewing, and you may have seen on the StrokeChannel.tv website that we have a very special episode coming up soon on the Life After Stroke radio show. In the coming weeks, we are going to devote an entire episode of Life After Stroke to answering any questions that you may have when it comes to health care coverage and health insurance, as well as any legal questions you may have in terms of powers of attorney, living wills, medical directives, and many other topics. We are going to have a lawyer here on the show as as well as professionals from the healthcare industry who, on a daily basis, deal with cutting through red tape when it comes to fighting for patients' benefits through their insurance company or filing complaints regarding better nursing home care and much more. So if you have any questions that you'd like to have answered during that episode, just go to www.thestrokechannel.tv and let us know. You can even ask your questions yourself right on the air from the audience if you live in the Burbank area, or you can ask your questions over the phone. You can even submit your questions online at thestrokechannel.tv, and we will ask the professionals your question on your behalf. Either way, this is going to be a very helpful and informative episode. So again, just go to www.thestrokechannel.tv to find out how your questions can be answered on this very important upcoming episode of Life After Stroke. Welcome back to Life After Stroke. I'm Christopher Ewing, and Kelly, our PR person here at the hospital, just brought up an awesome, awesome comment. And, you know, there are so many stroke survivors, myself included, that just find it easier to prepare a meal by taking it out of the box and clipping the little corner so that it vents and sticking it in the microwave for two and a half minutes, three minutes, five minutes, whatever the box says. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's easier for us, you know, maybe we were still paralyzed on one side, you know, certainly right. weak on one side, like myself, and it's just easier to do that. Um, What's these, out there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, because you, you can easily go through Walmart or, you know, Kroger or wherever you guys shop at, wherever you're at, and just see just refrigerator and freezer after another of all these great meals with all these pretty pictures and it all looks great. Mm-hmm. But you know, you look at those packages and those numbers are crazy, you know, so they, they, they are, what do you do? Are you, are you better off to stay away from the prepackaged things and just trying to do your best? Maybe get somebody to come into the house and help you cook and prepare it. There's, there's naturally? several options there. Uh, I think probably one of the worst options is just heading off to the restaurant Hmm. And or having somebody drive you there and just go for it. Because I'm going to tell you, a restaurant meal, which we were talking about, hidden sodium, is probably at least 2,000 milligrams while you're sitting right then and there. You don't have Hmm. that number in front of your face. So people figure when they look at a frozen meal, uh, let's say like the um, healthy choices, the lean cuisines, Mm -hmm. the frozen meals, there's an array of them Mm -hmm. in the grocery store. They're, They're in the freezer section. And they pick it up and they go, ooh, 500 milligrams of sodium, 700 milligrams of sodium. Well, that's still better than the... Yeah, now what is that number? You know, is there a number that we should really be fearful of and like don't even... Because it's going to be hard to find some meals that have these low enough sodium numbers. I mean, I've tried, you know, but... You know, I look at the ones that maybe say 400, 500, 600, and it's like, well, at least they're not 1,200 like the other package. There you go. You know, but is that even still ridiculously too high? No. Okay. Now, heart association guidelines run 
if you really want to keep the blood pressure down, 1,500 milligrams of sodium for the day. So that's mm-hmm. that's pretty tight. But even taking it down to 2,000 for the day, not one meal, but for the whole day, is really remarkable. So certainly, rather than a restaurant where your whole meal is going to probably be that easily, you know, a frozen a frozen meal with maybe you can get one of the salads that have been pre-washed and pre-bagged and kind of, you know, be Mm -hmm. mindful of the salt in the salad dressing and then some yogurt or some fruit or something down the road as a snack makes a really nice balanced meal. Mm -hmm. You know, what's wrong with that? No, nothing. But, you know, like Kelly said, you know, it's, it's, it's just easier for a stroke survivor to just, you know, when they go to the store, grab some of these little $2 meals that, you know, look, appealing or an appetizing and it gosh it's simple too that's mm-hmm. great you know but, but you can do that with what i'm talking about you th- they go on sale you know mm-hmm. they're there there are these frozen meals that you can pop in your microwave or mm-hmm. your little toaster mm-hmm. oven or whatever and they're workable right they are, workable. are there some and you know i hate to call out some brands but i mean you know what this is life and death here um are there some brands that are just easier and safer for us to even think about consuming versus others. Well, I just mentioned some brands. Yeah, what the heck, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. I just yeah, mm. the, the healthy choice, the lean cuisine. Your the, own the, opinion the, here, as we the, say. The, the, the know, steamers. So. I you mm-hmm. know I don't want to call out any names. Mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. have stock in these right, products. Right, right, exactly. And mm-hmm. the main thing is to look at the sodium. Okay, let's try to keep these products because you know some you might be able to find at Sprouts, at Trader Joe's, mm-hmm, at Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. You know these are Ralphs and Mavons. If you are looking at a frozen meal, try to get things that are under 500 calories and under 500 milligrams of sodium that Mm. usually and then you know i don't want to get down the line of the fat but just for simplified purposes Mm -hmm. that's probably a good place to look okay okay 500 calories and And 500 500 milligrams of sodium that's kind of easy 500 500 right in your frozen in your frozen meals Mm mm-hmm that, let's just start there. Mm-hmm. Okay, because, I mean, there's saturated fats, so we can go down the line of carbs and all that kind of thing, but let's at least start there. Now, if you had to give a little in one of those categories or another, mm-hmm. is it better to give in the calor- in the caloric number or the sodium number? I would say in terms of lowering blood pressure, probably give a little in the calorie. Okay. Okay, be mm-hmm. a little more tight yeah, yeah, on the yeah. sodium because mm-hmm. we get so much salt everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Calories we can kind of at the next at, at the end of the day make up for it, but that sodium is is really every, everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's, it's quite mm-hmm. prevalent. Right, right, you know? right. And it's hidden, just like you're saying, it's hidden. Sure, sure. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. You don't even realize, don't even know it's there. Yeah. So give us kind of a, a menu that we can kind of work from um, for breakfast. What would be something that should absolutely not be on our breakfast menu at all in any kind of way? Well, you're saying kind of a black and white thing and never well. Probably your typical eggs, hash browns, bacon. <laughs> <laughs> now, Christopher. Okay, did did I just eat? Did I just eat it all over the past month? I mean, my gosh. Okay, just okay. So let's maybe take a look at taking some scrambled eggs and some vegetables and doing. Now this is going to take work, okay? Because yeah, <laughs> see, see, you're probably eating those. At, yeah, okay, you're probably wait, eating wait, those wait, at a restaurant. We, we really got to stop for a second. <laughs> yeah. Hang on. Yeah, I breakfast is my meal. Mm-hmm. Okay, if I don't eat another meal in the course of a day, mm-hmm. y- if you see me any day, you know that I eat breakfast. That's my meal. Are you eating these at home or are you? Eating I'm them eating them at home? them at home. Oh, okay. Yeah, I eat at home. Okay, that's a good start. And oh, gosh, I don't even want to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> come fast, come fast. <laughs> 
Okay. Um, two scrambled eggs. Okay. Jumbo or large. Okay. Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> okay. Five strips of bacon. Um, pre-cooked Hormel, I think it is. Or whatever it comes in like the 72-strip pack from Costco. I'm like t- totally calling all these places. But I love it. It's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll do some toaster waffles. Mm-hmm. Gosh. I, you know what? I'm feeling my own guilt right now. Okay. I'm like kicking my own self in the tail. I mean, <laughs> I see you looking at me from across the table. You're like, okay, dude, that's why you had a stroke. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. Oh, no, no, I'm, look, I'm looking at you as, I'm, I'm, my mind is going, okay, so how can we do better? Yeah, how can we, how can, you, how can you know, we do better? And mm-hmm. let me multiply that times six days. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's like literally my, that's like my go-to meal every single day. Like, you know, Dave talks about uh, spinach and, and spinach and egg whites that he eats every day. You know, cool. I am complete the opposite. Yeah, so. cool. Okay, so going back. Let's let's just take it and make it fifty percent better. Can okay. we do that? Sure, we can try. Okay, sure. let's 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 work on this, okay. Christopher. Okay, so you've got the eggs. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, cool. Now the strips of bacon. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say, who's the most guilty in that whole meal? Which what is the one that's got to get out of there? I think the five strips of bacon. The five strips uh, of bacon. On, okay. on a s- scale of one to ten. Okay. Less strips, like like zero strips, or can I go down to three? Or they're all salty. They're all salty. Okay, but okay, yeah. okay, but. In, mm-hmm. in, in consideration, because, like, you know, let's talk about a little less calories, possibly. Mm-hmm. So maybe some, and, you know, this is all processed meat. So Canadian bacon, or maybe there's, you might want to look at some of the... Is turkey a big deal? Tu- I was just going to say, some of the turkey cold cut type of things, bacon substitutes, uh, morning star, vegetarian. Is turkey meat that much better than some of the other meats? Well, I'll tell you what it is. In some of these turkey preparations, mm-hmm. they're a lot lower in fat and calories. Oh, they're salty. Okay. Oh, see, they're still, yeah, they're still salty. They're still salty. So those strips of bacon, what you've got there is a lot of grease. Mm-hmm. I mean, you cook that bacon. Bacon is just cooking grease. Mm-hmm. So turkey, beef, or... Canadian bacon is a better alternative. Mm, Canadian bacon. Uh, I'm, okay, mm. now I'm I'm stepping you down. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting I'm not getting to perfection, but I'm stepping sure. you down. I, I detect two things here: calories is in one of yes. its own little columns and tracks, yes. and sodium is in it. Is it's it in another? Right. And and I'm also th- thinking about fats. I'm not sure about mm-hmm. your cholesterol. Yeah. Okay. Uh, My we, cholesterol has been good. Okay. I, cool. I've heard that. Okay. Um. But now. When you were talking about Canadian bacon, is Canadian bacon that much more healthy than regular good old? Usually Canadian bacon is one gram of fat, where a strip of bacon is usually about five to eight grams of fat per strip. So that's significant. But see, and that's interesting you say it's significant because you're talking about only the difference of three or four grams. Yeah, but it it really translates much more so in calories. Just those those little numbers, just the little difference of five digits. Yes, I got got that head for numbers. Really? Yeah, it's really a big. Yeah, difference, it, it's huh? a big difference, right? Mm. Right, right. The five strips of bacon versus maybe two strips of Canadian bacon might be an option. And, but now, don't expect the sodium level in the Canadian bacon to be too unlike like the, the regular, regular bacon, bacon. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's because there's still sodium. So then, I guess I go back to what should we, as stroke survivors, be more concerned about? 
the overall caloric intake yeah, or the, the, the sodium the sodium because see, you okay. can make up the calories a little bit okay. later uh, by eating less of something uh-huh. but in this in this instant i'm trying to also look at calories mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know because i've got mm-hmm, all these numbers sure. floating around in my head mm-hmm, and you know mm-hmm. so i'm also looking at calories and sodium and fats and that kind of mm-hmm, a thing mm-hmm. so giving you that option mm-hmm. and you know that's another interesting point that you bring up to maria are the things that we eat you know, they've got its own little caloric number and its own sodium number, but then there's the stuff we have to put on it in order to make it taste better and gooder. You know what I mean? Like the dressings and the condiments and all Mm -hmm. of that, that, you know, you don't see what, what, what would a, uh, like ketchup and mustard, let's say. Mm-hmm. What is the sodium in like some enough ketchup to put on a hamburger to have it be tasty? What okay. number would that be? Well, uh, I could be wrong because I mm-hmm. don't have a bottle of ketchup in front of me right now. But some of those condiments, two tablespoons, which is just two dollops, mm-hmm. can be like 200 milligrams of sodium. Wow. And I know the days when I used to put a half a bottle of ketchup on my yeah, french fries. because fries. It, it was a yes. vehicle. I loved ketchup. So I think a lot of people still do that. Sure. So there you have french fries, and you're talking probably 1,500 milligrams if you put enough ketchup on mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. of sodium. Mm-hmm. Do you see how those little it additions? So when, so when you were telling me about the toaster waffle, my head was automatically going into what but do you... What he, but butter he, and yes, syrup. Yes, but he puts... And, yeah, mm-hmm, oh, what, mm-hmm. what are the vehicles? Sure. You know, it's a vehicle that adds for and other And I'm going to tell you, my butter's got to be the, the good salted butter. It can't be that... You know, that stuff that tastes like car wax or something, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's got to be the good stuff right from the churn, you it, know. Exactly. So maybe looking at another type of bread or mm-hmm. if you, okay, or if you get toaster waffle, maybe putting some crushed berries or applesauce on it mm-hmm. with okay. cinnamon, applesauce okay. with cinnamon. Mm-hmm. That's another way around it. I'm, last time I had applesauce was in intensive care when they were trying to see if I could eat. Oh, um, so it doesn't bring... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Crushed berries. I, yeah, before I forget, I want to ask this question. Um, sodas. Mm. Are there... Is is diet soda all that much better? You know, here's the thing with sodas. Um the problem with sodas is, is the phosphorus, the artificial coloring, the artificial flavoring, mm-hmm. and diet has all of that except without the sugar mm-hmm. and there's you know also some studies that it might all that phosphorus is not great for the bones possibly mm-hmm. a problem for the kidneys so could we maybe go to flavored waters okay there yeah you go. like you know they have so many of these new flavored waters and i'm there. gonna call one out because they're sponsors of mine uh oh, on, my, okay. on my music show hint water everybody Hint. Look it up. I'll hint have to water. look it up. Okay. Hint water is the absolute best. And just shout out to Hint. I love you guys. Thank you so much for your water. Um, it's awesome. I'll I mean, take it's a look. Just, it's just plain awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no sugar. There's no preservatives. There's no nothing. Just if, flavor. You know, if you look up the history of it, mm-hmm. the woman who invented the company, Kara, uh, shout out to you. Um, she had her kids and her kids had friends over. And every time they all came up to her house, she always had pitchers of water and she put fruit in it. And one of the days, one of the moms called her and said, "Hey, you know what's that stuff you give my kid when it comes when she comes down to your house? Because she wants me to make it, and I don't know what she's talking about. And it's like, oh, you know, it's just water with, you know, I just throw some fruit in there, and it just gives it a hint of fruit flavor. And that's where she came up with the name. And and now you can see it at Starbucks. I mean, it's all over the place. It, it's awesome. She's awesome. The company's awesome, and I love it. And so I need to go back to that. So I'll just call them. Yeah. Have you send me some more water. So no. so, <laughs> so so you mean yeah. there's so many alternatives, mm-hmm. you know, to that. Typical Coke. 
Mm-hmm. You know, there there really mm-hmm. are, and the diet and all that, and trying to get our foods a little less with all these ingredients in them, and try to get them a little more natural. I'm trying mm-hmm. to take that breakfast of yours and carve it out a little bit. I get it, and you know, it's better. all a habit that we've fallen into yes. too. You know, mm-hmm. we get into this rut, and we just habitually have these go tos, mm-hmm. and if we just stop going to them after a while, you know, we won't even remember. You did it. You you, you know, you've done it with the, with the salt. salt. Sure. Mm-hmm. So that was a huge plus. So if you did it with that, sure. you can work on the haagen work on some of these other things. So I want to race through to lunch and dinner. Sure. So in a, and, and I don't mean to make all this about me. I mean, you know, I'm willing, no, to, th- I'm willing he, to throw myself on the Christ- dietary altar and you know, stuff like that. What, but, you're, what you're doing is very typical. But, you know, I know there's so many listeners out it's here that, typical. you know, we're, we're all in this together. And, you yeah. know, we do not want another stroke. And that's why I've been just... You know, excuse the pun. I've been dying to have you come in here, yeah. you know, or someone like you to come in here mm-hmm. and get us straightened out because yeah. we got to do everything we can to keep, you know, to get off that radar of, of a potential of another stroke. So, sure. um, lunch, and I'm, and, you know, again, you've talked about restaurants kind of being the places we need to be really concerned about going to and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Being we'll, very careful. Um, you know, people that go that go to work is it best for us to always pack our lunches with us rather than go out to lunch with the friends and the coworkers and stuff like that or well at least decrease the restaurant frequency mm-hmm. or if you do go to a restaurant you know just order some good things you know some salads and steamed vegetables mm-hmm. or grilled vegetables or even sandwiches you know people have such a terrible fear of sandwiches but if you get the right kind of breads you get the right kind of fillers for the sandwich you know sometimes a lettuce tomato avocado on whole wheat bread is very nice you can get some fresh turkey with it that kind of a thing so you you know if you're ordering out that's that's mm-hmm. an alternative Personally, I think it's great to bring your lunches. It saves people a heck of a lot of money. Sure, a lot of money. Um, Let's talk about those right kind of things. Yeah. Um, So you you make yourself a sandwich for lunch. Sure. Um, Meats that we would put in there, turkey versus chicken. Sure. You know, and trying to get some lower sodium because some of those cold cuts are very salty. Sure. Okay, so maybe going to the counter where they have some freshly sliced meats or buying some chicken breast and cubing them up or mm-hmm. slicing them up for your sandwich, something easy like that. Now, are the freshly cut ones going to have less of all the stuff y- we're trying to y- get y- rid of? Than if you can find a behind-the-counter mm-hmm. meat, person you know Mm -hmm. which has sliced turkeys or even lean roast beefs Mm -hmm. you know that kind of a thing usually those meats ask them because Mm -hmm. i have seen counters that had regular meats without the salt Hmm. but yeah the salt i guess it just kind of infiltrates everywhere Mm -hmm. but that at least is an option okay and for people who are not allergic to nut butters you know peanut butters and all uh, or almond butters always an alternative you know for a sandwich and just like i mentioned Mm -hmm. you know maybe a vegetarian snack on a whole wheat bread Mm -hmm. that kind of a thing and having a a, a side of fruit and and a a yogurt or a little bit of swiss cheese because that tends to be low sodium Mm -hmm. you know Putting that together in a meal plan. No, I'm not a cottage cheese eater, but you made a comment about cottage cheese. Oh, the guys the just break, hate the guys just hate cottage yeah, cheese. <laughs> what is it? What, what is that? What is cottage what, cheese? Is, what is it about my male patients <laughs> that just hate cottage cheese? <laughs> but, but it's easy. It's easy to do. Um, but you said that the ingredients in it is, is very salty. Uh, yeah, cheeses can be as salty as ham. Um, I found a product over at. I don't want to really call out names mm. again. But at Vons, a low-sodium cottage cheese that's low-fat, I love 
I love it. Hmm. So to me, that makes a great lunch with some fruit, with some tomatoes, and and you know. What mm. cheeses would be better? Because I do love my sliced cheese. Okay, so you're you're basically your Swiss cheese. Okay. And again, look at cheeses. The less processed a cheese, so you know if you get the kind of processed cheeses, the natural ones tend to be a little bit better. Again, we're going back mm-hmm. to Swiss cheese, and look at your numbers of sodium because all products. I can't, I'm not familiar with every single product out there, but there are cheeses that are, let's say, less than 200 milligrams of sodium per slice. Mm-hmm. That would be that would be workable. Wow. Not, not 400. That's a lot of salt in one slice. It's Take a look at your cheeses. Gee they, can, they can be 300. Wow. You know, so if you can get it lower. That's the kind of number that I see on these packages of a whole meal, for goodness sake. Well, those are usually 500. I know, but I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. Uh, when you look at it, it's yeah. like, here's a whole meal yes. versus one little slice okay. of cheese. Yes, yeah, sometimes a slice of cheese or several slices of a ham, depending on how, how thick those slices are, can be three to 400 milligrams of sodium. Shocking. Wow. Yeah, shocking. So when you think you're really doing something by not having the burger, and uh-huh. instead you're having the sandwich with, you know turkey or beef or chicken whatever it is uh-huh. with some cheese and some bread and this that and the other you're climbing on up there by the time you add a add slice of this and a slice of that and mm-hmm. a slice of this you might be close to that burger anyway okay you won't ter- have the grease and uh, the, okay so chris all right i'm throwing it back at you so you have basically you could have the same amount of sodium sure but what would be better in terms of the burger or the sandwich. That's a good test. I, as you've said, you know, given the caloric mm-hmm. and the know, fat department and the fat department. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you're better there. Yeah. So if yeah. you just kind of, if you just kind of make a few smaller changes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and get better meat products and work on that, mm-hmm. you could also reduce the sodium in that lunch. Now, again, with lunch, you can't have a sandwich unless you got chips. Okay, they're chips, uh, the small yeah. bags, the small bags of chips are mm. usually about 300 milligrams, you know, the so small. So give me a go-to bag of chips that I can go to that, you know, that we can go to that don't have a lot of sodium. Or, you know, Less you sodium. See, well, you see baked, you see puffed, you see popped, you see, you know, all these, mm-hmm. you see veggie chips now and all this other kind of stuff. Okay, put it. Okay, there are there are those chippers, I call them chippers, mm-hmm. that tend to be a little less calories, a little less um, fat and salt than others. You know, some of the pop chips, veggie mm-hmm. chips, bean chips, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't want to give names specifically. Mm-hmm. But again, let's look at the numbers. Mm-hmm. Okay, for okay. chips, for example, let's try to get a bag, a bag, a small bag, mm-hmm. not the big bag, mm-hmm. small bag. Mm-hmm. That's less than 140 calories. They're out there mm-hmm. okay. that are less than 200 milligrams of sodium. Okay. Okay. I mean, there are out there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, without going through a whole list of names, mm-hmm. you know, pick a store. Maybe go to Sprouts. Maybe go to Whole Foods. You might mm-hmm. have a little more a little more variety that mm-hmm. way. You can get mm-hmm. them at Vaughn's and Ralph's as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know. For everybody listening, you know, Vaughn's and Ralph's. I think Ralph's is associated with Kroger. I know mm-hmm. there's Kroger's all over the country. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, you know, there's Whole Foods everywhere. Again, now, so. I'm try- I'm trying to be balanced here. I don't want to mm-hmm. pick one retail over sure, another. Sure, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> Got to no. be careful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So you know, think about a, a a better way of getting a lunch together, or maybe you know, getting one of the pre 
frozen meals. And also, there's so many delivery meal systems out mm-hmm. there. They're very expensive, though. Oh, okay. Okay, they're hmm. really expensive. Okay. But those those are also an option of, hmm. of having somebody, you know, prepare it. Um, when it comes to salads, yes, you had mentioned that some of the packaged salads, you know, kind of have, a, you know, some sodium to them or absolutely. Uh, it just looks like, looks like just lettuce and right, right, stuff. because. Okay, so if you get like the Southwestern salads or if you get some of the Mexican-type salads, Mm -hmm. take a look at that. Some of the stores have these little packages Mm -hmm. of pre-prepared salads. Mm -hmm. Look at those numbers, Mm -hmm. just like your frozen meal. Mm -hmm. Look at the the package. Let's try to get that frozen meal under 500, the sodium under 500. Okay, so just like the packaged meal. And um, dressings. Dressings. mm, Mm -hmm. Your vinegar and oil. Always works. Okay. Vinegar and oil always works. Salad dressings usually two tablespoons is like a ketchup. Is mm, like the little pack. That's a wait. Two tablespoons. Yeah, two tablespoons. Or yeah. Hey, I'm, I, 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 I got to tell you. Like I mean, my is. horses eat that kind of stuff. <laughs> 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 okay. Well, ha- um, maybe taking a little extra vinegar and watering it down, or taking a little lemon juice and watering it down. I like balsamic. Okay. Cool. All right. I'm a balsamic vinaigrette All right. kind of guy. So or French. I could go either one. Okay. So adding a little balsamic vinegar to the dressing will mm-hmm. help spice it up a little bit, give it a little bit of an edge, mm-hmm. but water down. The, you're okay. not adding sodium. Any particular dressings that we should stay away from? Blue cheese? Well. Mm, just because it, it's got cheese in it. Well, know. okay. The the dressings per se, you know, they're, they're all pretty much salty. They all have fat in them. Hmm. The, the the vinegar and oil-based dressings, mm-hmm. the reason why they might be a little better is because they spread more. Hmm. They spread around more. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot more effort to get the cheese dressing, the Thousand Island, the thicker mm-hmm. dressings to spread. But your vinegar and oils just go everywhere. Got it. So you don't use as much. You don't use as much. Yeah. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. Really interesting. Yeah. All right. So All now right. dinner. Dinner. Okay. So um, again, you know, they have the meal preparations out there that are mm-hmm. very high end. They've got the frozen meal. So don't try not to do more than one of a prepared 500 calorie, 500 sodium on once a day or mm-hmm. mm, carefully twice a day, but once a day. And then, again, you could do something like a salad, some steamed vegetables. You know, frozen vegetables. There's a whole lot of beautiful frozen vegetables out there. The green beans, the peas and carrots, that kind of a thing that are low sodium. She says to the picky man who hates vegetables. Oh, isn't there a vegetable you I'm like? I'm sorry, did I leave that part out? Somehow <laughs> I didn't hear that. My buddies. Um, is there is there a vegetable that you would go with? Um, anything? No, not, not, not really. a not I can a tell you one. which ones I won't go to. Asparagus. Uh-huh. and Brussels sprouts. Oh, yeah. It'll never happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. I, I, bet you, I bet you if I brought you over to my house, I could kind of convert you to some things because I, uh, I steam them and grill them. And, mm. I don't care what you do to an asparagus. Uh, you can No, no, no. You, no, oh. you could make that into a spoon for vanilla ice cream and I wouldn't use it. I'm not talking asparagus. <laughs> I'm talking about uh, the ones you might okay. go with, like a zucchini. Um, I don't know. I probably have nibbled on a zucchini at some point. I know when I go to my favorite restaurant, Benihana, it's my show. I'm going to tell you my favorites. Um, you know, when they chop up the stuff on the grill and stuff like that, you know, I, I, 
I would probably give those a try. Onions, I don't know that I would eat too much. Um, what's with this cauliflower stuff? Everybody's trying to convince people that cauliflower can substitute for spaghetti and mashed potatoes. And the rice cauliflower yeah. is the potato. Well, I mean, uh, uh-uh. yeah. Are, the, are you buying into that? The mashed cauliflowers and things like that. Um, I personally love cauliflowers, so... It's, it's a substitute because it's white and it doesn't have as much starch. Mm-hmm. But, you know, by the time, okay, here you go again. If you're taking that cauliflower and mm-hmm. you're putting it into a product, what else have they added mm-hmm. to it mm-hmm. to, to convince make you that, <laughs> <laughs> to convince you that it tastes like a potato <laughs> or or a pizza crust? Yeah, right. You know exactly. Yeah, the cauliflower exactly. crust. Cauliflower. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So you oh, know oh. you're you're looking at that. So. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe uh, a, a flour or a pizza crust that's already pre-made, and mm-hmm. you can put your own lower sodium spaghetti sauce on mm-hmm. it with uh, some grated cheese that isn't so salty, and you could come up with something. Mm-hmm. Is there that big of a difference between the baked potato or the mashed potato and the cauliflower that you've now turned into a potato-ish thing? Probably, if, okay, you could probably save yourself, maybe, uh, if you, if, if you made it. Yes, okay, not, a, not, yes, not, okay, yeah, if no, you yeah, made it, you made it, yes, if you made it, pound. okay, yeah. if you made it, let's say, um, half a pound, because that's, let's just say, mm-hmm. that's a pretty big serving, okay. Yeah, I'm just saying that if you made it, just like you got the potato from the mm-hmm. grocery store, now you've taken the, cal- how do you, you put a, a cauliflower you, in, like you blend a it, you blend it, process it, process it. Okay. you might, you might want to have to put a little bit of oil in it or okay. something so like that. So you know everything that's in it. How yeah, much so are you really saving? You might be able to save 100 to 200 calories. Yeah, so it's, it's yeah, too much work. Yeah. But it is, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's an alternative and some mm-hmm. people love it mm-hmm. okay. and they go with it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, that is an alternative. See, there's so many alternatives out there. It's what you, and, and, and that's mm-hmm. just it, working on your preferences and stepping them down, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. stepping them down. Okay. Yeah. So dinner-wise, and let's, let's just think that dinner is what we make as opposed to, you know, doing the meal processed where they mail it to you or mm-hmm. send it to you. Or whatever. So if you're making you're something making, at home. Yeah, yeah making yeah. something at Simple. home. Simple. Mm-hmm. So grilled chicken? Sure. Grilled chicken. And you know what? Let's shellfish. It's so easy, like shrimp or scallops. People, mm-hmm. some, some, there's some allergies out there. Um, uh, maybe some of the f- uh, salmons and things like that. Because you can, or even pork, the other white meat. Mm-hmm. You can treat those meats kind of like steaks. You can grill them on the barbecue. Mm. You can put a little bit of oil and, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit fluff of onion. Fluff it up a little, it up yeah, a little sure. bit mm-hmm. and do it in the pan. Mm-hmm. Okay. And some of the stores have frozen brown rice or, you know, that are already made that mm-hmm. you can pop up in the microwave. And then again, you know, you can do some, I'm going to push the frozen, I'm just talking simple here. Mm-hmm. The frozen vegetables, the berries, you can maybe put with some yogurt, fluff it up into a, a smoothie. That kind of a thing. That, I mean, there's a lot of creative ways that you can put a meal mm-hmm. together. And you mentioned pork, the other white meat. Yes. Um, pork or, or leaner. Sure. Pork versus chicken. Uh, it's Sometimes, depending on the cut, it's about the same. Okay. You know, our, I, I always laughed as our chickens are getting fatter. Some of our pigs are getting skinnier. Mm-hmm. And if you get a piece of chicken and you take it and there's this all this fat Mm-hmm. below the skin and then you d- do a really nice pork tenderloin there's hardly any fat compared mm-hmm. to the chicken just mm-hmm. by looking Isn't at that it true? yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so that that's an interesting concept okay. is going okay. that way as well okay and there's no salt in the pork pork does not have salt ham does 
Fresh pork is not does not have salt added pork to it. Pork does not have salt, but ham does. Yes. Ham wow. has salt added to because it. Because it's been processed. It's in, been processed. Yeah, sure. Right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's not processed. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, so, now, I, yeah, I promised everybody. Come on now, fess up. What's, what's, what's your guilty go-to? You've got to have one. What's my guilty go-to mm-hmm, that I just adore? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, that I tell my husband, don't bring it home or mm-hmm. you're, you're dead meat. <laughs> yeah, right, <yes. laughs> uh, chocolate-covered nuts. Hmm. Um, and haagen dazs ice cream. There you go. And Ben and Jerry's. Okay. And <laughs> what else? Pizza. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> and burgers and fries. And, and you know, we're kind of going back to the beginning of the show now. I, I guess I should ask you this then. What made you want to become a dietitian? Ah, what made me want to become a dietitian? I guess um, because when I was going to school, there were so many problems with people with health. And I just thought, wow, what a great field to get into. Something, it was either teaching or diet or diet, dietitian. Mm-hmm. Those, those actually, or business marketing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't choose the business marketing. That would have been kind of dry. <laughs> but, you know, dealing, because I love dealing with people. And I thought that just was probably the best fit. And because both my parents were diabetic, mm-hmm. I was helping them with their diabetes, especially my dad. Mm-hmm. Both of them had heart disease. Both of them had very high blood pressure at a very young age. Mm-hmm. So I guess living it. And Did you mention that they had a stroke too? Oh yes, both mm-hmm. my parents. Both of my parents mm-hmm. had strokes mm-hmm. and heart attacks. Mm. Both of them. Mm-hmm. And having that in the household, you know, at an early age, mm-hmm. and then I decided, hey, what a, what a good fit this would be. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. applying all that that I saw in my life, and honestly, I had to apply it to myself. Sure. I can't sit here and tell mm-hmm. you all, well, listen, maybe you ought to try this, and maybe we ought to exercise and mm-hmm. not smoke mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. If I'm doing it, yeah. So I kind of had to Yeah, well, and it's do it. family history, too, with yeah. certainly, if nothing else. Hang it over your, yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, I mean, mm-hmm. it, there, there needs to be an impetus. There needs to be something in your life that says, why am I doing this? Why do I want to do this? Sit down and write to yourself. Maybe write a list of, why do I want to make these changes? And just for now, pick three of the biggest things. Your one big one was salt. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So maybe Thanks. what are two other things that you can work on? Yeah, the sweetness, the sweet stuff. The, 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 yeah, sure. that's mm-hmm. sweet. because, you know, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, food becomes like an addiction. It mm-hmm. is a love affair. Mm. Hardcore. You know, um, and, and I know you probably have all kinds of great literature and stuff that maybe we can link to on mm-hmm. the strokechannel.tv website that people can click mm-hmm. on and kind of mm-hmm. get some reference to and stuff like that. And I definitely, you don't know this, but I want to rope you into our little team here so bad. I, I just oh. love you already. Well, you thank are just you. so awesome. And, and I just so think are you that all. There's so yeah. much you can, can lend this. Um, do, do anybody here have any questions or anything? Before we wrap about? up. What about peanut butter? You know, peanut butter and nut butters are just a great source of filling you up. The the fats are not too bad. Um, I try to go with the natural sources, you know, like the natural almond butters, um, the natural peanut butters, that kind of a thing. They're wonderful. They're a wonderful source. But just do keep in mind that they have a lot of calories, even though it's good fat. Mm-hmm. There's still, you know, there's still quite a bit of calories. Great, great, great question. Mm-hmm. Any other question? Uh, Kathy has a question. Kathy has a question. Yeah. Hi, Kathy. How about wine? Mm, ah, now, hey, there, now there's... Vodka tonics. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because I know you hear so much about the wine, especially when it comes to heart disease and so forth. And there are doctors out there that even say to their patients, I don't drink wine. You need two glasses of wine every night. And the patient's going, but I don't like wine. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Um, several glasses of wine a week, probably not a bad idea. But mm-hmm. watch the alcohol. has lots of calories. Too much raises your blood pressure. Mm-hmm. And the best kept secret out there the um, more than the more wine or alcohol, uh, especially ladies drink, it increases your risk for breast cancer. Hmm. So see, I've got to kind of look at you all, see what your mm-hmm. histories are, mm-hmm. you know, where you're going. And wine and alcohol is so hot for every single person mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Depends on you, your I medicines see. and all mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good question. Thank you. Any other questions? Yes. I don't have my right hand to deal with. So uh, in the morning I have a vanilla vanilla shake isolate with uh, walnuts and blueberries. Mm. Mm. So uh, do you, what kind of milk do you use or do you use? No, use almond milk. Oh, okay, great. Beautiful. Love it. Little That's bragger. Beautiful. Yeah. Look at it. Brag, little the, bragger. There, there, there yeah. you go, Christopher. <laughs> yeah, right. Gee, thanks, Dr. Parker. Uh, uh, in the, uh, 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 for lunch, I have uh, uh, hummus. Love it. All kinds of hummus. Mm-hmm. I think I have uh, in my first uh, two uh, three or four or five kinds of hummus. Hmm. Beautiful. That's a, that's. There's a little bit of salt and salt. Is is your blood pressure okay? Do you mind if I ask? Is it okay? Uh, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's several lies uh, about one thirty five over eighty. It sounds like it's pretty well controlled. Mm-hmm. So your vegetables along with the hummus would be good. No, no vegetables. I can uh, uh, make vegetables with my hand. They've, you know, they've got pre-sliced and pre. Okay. Oh, so what do you eat with the hummus? I have a blue corn. Oh, the chips. Yes, those are not too bad you probably get those at trader joe's is mm-hmm. that where you get them because that's where i've seen them you know what they have also just as an alternative they've got the lower fat pita chips which are also kind of an alternative but the blue corn okay yeah that works okay hmm. brush some of the salt off of them if they have salt some some of the chips have salt, and what what I do with crackers or things that have salt, you know, I don't like salt per se, so I just kind of knock it off with my fingers. Uh, I can knock it off. Well, with wh- your other hand. With one hand, yes, mm-hmm. I can, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but not with the other hand. Yeah, yeah, you can just kind of with one hand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Kathy's got a question. How about? Um, Cheerios or shredded wheat or um, I don't know, with sliced bananas on it. it. Kind of the cereals, not the ones that already have sugar on them. Mm-hmm. But sure, you yeah, know the the dry cereals are easy and absolutely workable. Um, they do have some sodium in them. The shredded wheat are the lowest. Cheerios, I think, are about 150 milligrams. The last time I looked for a small bowl, you know, there is some sodium in some of these cereals, but shredded wheat totally very low, very low sodium. Oh yeah. 
and, mm. and higher fiber. Mm-hmm. Cheerio is a higher fiber cereal, about three grams of fiber, yeah. So the takeaway that I'm leaving here with really, especially like on what Dr. Parker was talking about, how, you know, when you've got some paralysis and things like that, you know, meal preparation can be kind of a chore. It is. Um, especially if you don't have a caregiver that can help you. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of those, you know, processed, prepared, frozen things mm-hmm. is kind of an easy go-to for us. Um, but you really stress just making sure you look at the labels. Yeah, right. So before I let you go, uh, final thoughts. Okay. Final thoughts. Um, when considering your nutrition, we're trying to do the best that we can with the tools that we have and taking a look at maybe some of the biggest problems and then stepping down and I think working with what you can do. It's not like trying to you know climb Mount Everest, but taking small steps walking, you know, developing some exercise plans. And that has to do with your nutrition, your um, exercise and your meal planning and that kind of a thing, what you can do, how you can improve. Each individual person is an individual person. It's never a one-size-fits-all. It's never a one-size-fits-all. Wow. Yeah. Really good. Everybody's an individual. This has been awesome. Will you come again sometime? Sure, I'd love to. We had a great we had a great lunch, didn't oh we, Chris? Good. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, I'll let you know in a minute. Um, know that you've kind of mm. well, Maria. Thank you so much. Um, we've been speaking with Maria Fisk. She is a registered dietitian and certified diabetes educator, and longstanding Providence St. Joseph's Medical Center caregiver and healthcare professional. And I just really just thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. And everybody sit tight, because when we come back, we're going to have our other awesome friend, Kathy Cole, author of the book, Kick-Ass Kind of Girl, a memoir of life, love, and caregiving. So sit tight, and we'll be right back. Hey, this is Christopher Ewing with a Life After Stroke health tip. Now, you always hear people ask the question, how did we ever live without cell phones? Well, today, our cell phones can actually help us live. Whether your cell phone is an iPhone or an Android phone, if you have a previous medical condition, and especially if you're a stroke survivor, then you absolutely want to have a medical ID on your cell phone. Now, a medical ID is a special link that sits right on the home screen of your cell phone where someone like an ambulance driver or a doctor or any first responder to any medical emergency that you may be having can find the important medical information that you want someone to know if you're not able to tell them yourself. Maybe because you've lost consciousness or you're having another stroke or maybe you're just unable to speak or remember the information for whatever reason. All someone needs to do if you're having an emergency is click on the medical ID link on your phone And there they can see all the important information that you've listed there, like your name, any prior medical condition that you may have, any medications that you may be taking, as well as the phone number of the person who should be notified if you're having a medical emergency. Now, on most phones, the Medical ID app is already on your phone and ready to be set up. And if you don't see a Medical ID app currently on your phone, then all you have to do is go to Google Play or the iPhone App Store and download any Medical ID app that you choose. And best of all, most of the Medical ID apps you can choose from are free. So having a Medical ID link on your phone is super important to have. And what's even cooler is, in an emergency, the first responder can even access your Medical ID info, even if your cell phone is locked and requires a password to open it. If you need more information on where to find a Medical ID app and learn how to activate it on your phone, or if you have a really cool health tip that you'd like to share with others, just go to our website, www.thestrokechannel.tv. I'm Christopher Ewing, and this has been a Life After Stroke Health Tip. 
Hey everybody, welcome back to Life After Stroke. I'm Christopher Ewing, and with us right now is one of our favorite people in the whole wide world. If you guys listened a few episodes ago, we had on Kathy Cole, who's the author of Kick-Ass Kind of Girl, a memoir of life, love, and caregiving. And she is with us right now here because, first of all, we just love her to death. You can say hi. You're like nervous. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I tell you, you know... You did something when you came here the other day. You just captured everybody's hearts in the whole room. And, you know, I've even seen you at events and you have the same effect on people. They just are so drawn to you and and drawn to you, not just because of your story, but really just because of your spirit. And it just comes through, Kathy. It just does. And, you know, I'm not saying it because we're on the air because I tell this to you every time I talk to you almost. Um, There's just something about you and something about... Um, just your heart and your spirit. And I can see why, not only why you wrote a book, but I can see just the the impact that you had on Don. I mean, obviously, first of all, he fell in love with you and married you, but, you know, just everything that went into that whole story and relationship and everything else. Um, as I've said to you before, I can't think of a better person to have gone through what he went through than to have someone like you to go through it with. And just the six and a half years, what ultimately became his final years, um, was still filled with a lot of love and care and respect and just everything that you would want from, you know, your spouse when you're in a relationship and something crappy happens, you know? Well, thank you. This is, those are really nice words. I really appreciate them. And thank you so much. I'm honored to be here again today. Well, for the past few weeks, ever since I met Kathy, I was like, you know what? We're we're not done with you. And um, so, which is why, you know, I know we have a ton of, of caregivers who listen to our show. And it just kind of hit me when I first met you. I was like, you know, I've been wanting to do something for all of our caregivers that listen. And I just thought, you know what? Kathy's it. Kathy, <laughs> Kathy's a really good go-to. So I am just wanting to announce here on the show that in future episodes of Life After Stroke, we will be incorporating special segments that will include Kathy. And we're tentatively calling them Care for Caregivers with Kathy Cole. And they're just kind of like special segments that we're going to have during the show where Kathy will come on and just be Kathy and share Kathy, you know, share whatever's on her heart, share the wisdom that she's amassed over the past several years, Uh, certainly, you know, after being a a caregiver for not just her husband, but also her parents. Uh, You were a caregiver, you know, kind of early on, Mm -hmm. as we talked about. Uh, You guys might want to go back and listen to the previous episode. I don't know what episode number it is, but... It was uh, on Valentine's Day. That's right. So that's correct. We, We taped it on Valentine's Day. So if you go back a few episodes sometime in February... You'll see the special that we did, and it was just Kathy for the whole episode. She just told just this amazing story, uh, which has basically been her life and the life that she had with her husband, Don, and, and, you know, all that went into um, that life post-stroke. He had a a massive stroke and uh, wound up uh, uh, paralyzed from the neck down, and and just, but, you know, just you as a caregiver, uh, you're just such a great example of how to be a caregiver, what goes into being a caregiver. Um, And I think that, to me, I don't think there's anybody who could speak to caregivers out there better 
than you could. I mean, you know, I could sit here and host a show all day long, but, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to bring it like you can, well, you know, in I terms mean, of talking to these caregivers and, and really giving them um, the insight and knowledge to all that it means to being a caregiver. I've never been a caregiver, but uh, certainly, you know, my mom has been a caregiver for me over the past 11 months. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's a big job. It's a big job. And, and, and uh, I had no idea. I had no idea, you know, just all that goes into it. Right. And, you know, I understand that part of it. And I understand mm-hmm. the loneliness and the frustrations, the mm-hmm. sadness, uh, all of that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I decided if there was anything I could do to help people that are now facing those sort of challenges, I've been there. Um, maybe it's, you know, sort of my purpose. There was a reason. Sure. And so... You know, I try. I tried to do this. Absolutely. Well, and aside from you know the book and the and the fact that you know you're going to become part of the episodes that we do here on Life After Stroke, um, you know the segment that you're going to do on caregiving, you have this amazing foundation which I think is just really really awesome. The Kathy Cole Foundation. Uh, talk a little bit about that. Well, I, what I do is I find different families that I call them caregivers in need. And these are people that, um, you know, they can't afford to do a lot of things. They can't find respite because they can't afford it. So I find so many families a month through different uh, hospitals and and different people. They're recommended to me. And I might help them with, uh, I'm thinking of some good examples. A lot of times it's... um, gift cards, you know, to grocery stores Mm -hmm. or things because they need food, they need Mm -hmm. uh, clothing. I also like to do things that are fun. Um, So a good example would be a woman who she really wanted to go to a museum and take a photography class. Mm -hmm. And so she couldn't afford to get a caregiver to come in, a professional caregiver to take care of her husband. Mm -hmm. So my foundation uh, paid for a caregiver for the day and transportation for her to get to this particular museum. And, you know, she spent the whole day. It gave mm. her a break. She, When she came home, she just felt so much better. And she lived in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. So it's different places. It's not just around here. Sure. And so different things like that. Those are the kind of fun things to do because I do hope that caregivers understand that they need to take care of themselves. And right. they need a break. It's very, very hard for them to take a break. So I try and help a little bit with that. So sure. not only the financial part, but, you know, it's the mental part. Mm-hmm. It's that break they need and to know other people care, other people understand. Right, right. So. Well, it's an outstanding organization, you guys. Again, it's called the Kathy Cole Foundation. And, you know, I'm just going to kind of go here with it. If you have a penny, leave a penny. If you need a penny, take a penny. You know, so it's kind of like if you guys, um, you know, if you need something, you need some some assistance, some help in some kind of way. I mean, you know, I've heard that, you know, anything from, you know, just needing a day out or just, you know, get into some activities and maybe the finances are short. You can't afford the classes or something, but you need that break. The foundation will do that. I've even heard you mention that, you know, somebody needed their light bill paid or rent, you know, for a month or something. You've even come to that rescue. Um, you know, so if you find yourself in that kind of situation, you know, go to Kathy's uh, website, kathycole.com. You'll see a link there um, for uh, for the foundation. Kathy spelled without an E, 
and without a Y. It's K-A-T-H-I, and then Cole is K-O-L-L dot com. Um, and then also, you know, these things can't happen by magic. So, you know, it's, that's where I kind of talk about if you have a penny and you, maybe you can leave a penny. Um, you know, the organization always needs uh, donations. And so, you know, if you find yourself in a situation where you're in an opportunity and a position to give um, to an outstanding organization that's going to help caregivers who are, you know, caring for people that are stroke survivors, um, I'm sure the organization would love any kind of contribution that you can give. So again, go to kathycole.com and um, you'll see all the information there that you need to have in order to make a donation and um, and help Kathy and just her just awesome, awesome mission that she has embraced. Um, I just think it's awesome. I thank think you're you. awesome. I think it's oh, awesome. Well, thank and, you. And, you know, but you know, it's not just the caregivers, not just stroke survivors. I have caregivers I help that mm-hmm. have Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. that have uh, all sorts of things. So, sure. you know, it's basically for caregivers. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. a lot of people with stroke problems, because mm-hmm. that's how it started with me. That's what I mean. Yes, yes. exactly. Yes. Okay. Right, 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 right. And uh, I just applaud you for it. Well, thank just, you. Just so applaud thank you for it. And every week you're going to be talking about topics that caregivers basically deal with on a daily basis, weekly, monthly, just in life basis. Um, you know, in terms of anxiety and just not having enough time for themselves, I think is one of the things that you spoke about uh, the last time you were here about how it's important that caregivers set aside some me time. Right. And just really. Don't be, you know, don't forget to schedule yourself, I think is the way that you put it. Right. Don't, don't forget to schedule yourself. Talk a little bit about that. Well, it's, they're kind of things that when I think back what I would have done differently. Mm-hmm. And when you're saying, you know, I'm going to have a little segment, it's going to be short, but sort of tips that mm-hmm. I can pass on and things that I think are important and things that maybe I would have done differently. And when you ask about the schedule, for me, um, Every day, my husband was on the calendar. It mm. said 10 o'clock, he's going to have physical therapy. 12 o'clock, he's going to, you know, the doctor's coming. Whatever it was, the whole calendar for the day was filled with my husband. And there was there was nowhere on the calendar that said, Kathy, from 1 to 2, is going to sit and watch a TV show. Mm. And what happens is, if you don't do that, it doesn't become a habit for the loved one you're caring for. Um you know, it's kind of a two-way street. Mm-hmm. It's not just the patient, it's the caregiver also. And so if I had it to do all over again, it, it wouldn't have had to be at the same time every day, and it didn't have to be for an hour or whatever, but it would be on the calendar. Today, I'm going to do such and such. Even if I couldn't leave his room, mm-hmm. it would be, you know, Don, um, I just want you to know it, from, you know, three to four, I'm going to be sitting over there with my feet up reading a book. Or from 7 to 9, if someone's going to be here with him, I'm going to be out to dinner. But it needs to be on the calendar. And it really is that important. For me, it really mm-hmm. was because I found uh, I found without it, um, you know, sometimes the, the patient, I'll say, or my husband, it gets to be 100% about them. Mm-hmm. and And someone that's ill doesn't doesn't always think about how difficult it is to be a caregiver Mm -hmm. and they don't and people used to say to me Kathy you need a break you need to rest or you're not going to be good for anyone well Mm -hmm. I didn't know what that meant Mm -hmm. until I became sleep deprived and all that Mm -hmm. and then I realized I wasn't good for him I wasn't good for me I was exhausted and 
you know, it's the same way now. I mean, I lost my husband, but now I've had, uh, you know, years by myself. And when I don't have sleep, the life doesn't look as good. Mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. I have sleep, I can do anything. I know that this is going to be one of the topics on your segment, but um, talk a little bit about the guilt that a caregiver might feel if they say, well, you know, if I'm not there every minute of the day or if I do take that time away for myself, then I'm not there for them and, you know, I'm not being attentive to their needs. Talk a little bit about that. Well, they say, and I believe it, that guilt is probably one of the number one uh, problems with a caregiver Mm -hmm. or how they feel. And, I mean, I constantly felt guilty. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt guilty that he had the stroke and I didn't. Mm -hmm. Not that I, you know... Sure. I didn't want to change spots mm-hmm. with him, but you mm-hmm. know, I felt guilty about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt guilty if I, let's say, I went and uh, went and played golf with some friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, the whole time I was playing golf, I would feel like, well, this is terrible. I mean, he can't play golf. I shouldn't be doing this. Um, so it goes on no matter what. It goes on all the time, even to the point after I lost my husband. I'd say for the first year or so, I'd be doing things and think oh, my gosh, I've got to get home right away. I, I, I can't be doing this. Don mm. can't do it. So it, it's, it's, mm. a, it's a feeling. Boy, that was even after he had already passed away. You, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I just, it was always in my mind. Oh, my God, he's home. I've got to get home right now. I've been gone for an hour. Mm. Um, so, yes, you always feel guilty. Hmm. You know, before we went on the air, we had a, a very, um, I don't know what I would call it, uh, a sad conversation, an unfortunate conversation, might even be a very common topic of conversation. And it was about relationships that suffer as a result of a stroke. And it was basically where marriages and or potential marriages, because one was a topic of a, a young woman who uh, was engaged. She had a stroke and the person she was engaged to immediately broke up with her because she had a stroke. Um, it's sad that that could even happen, you know, but I guess it does happen. There are are just some situations where the spouse or the mate just are just so overwhelmed with the reality of, okay, now this is what our life is going to be now. And it's a lot different than I assumed, or is it, you know, Hey, now I'm going to have to be the person that's going to have to carry the weight of this relationship because now you can't because you can't walk or can't talk or whatever. It's just, it's amazing. You know, I'm kind of going back to where, what we were talking about earlier. It's, it's a sad commentary that that would be the case, but I guess in some cases it could be uh, well, you know, the situation. It's, it's life. Yeah. I mean, and a lot of times people are there for their, their spouse or their friends or whatever in the most challenging situations, and other times they aren't. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter whether one has had a stroke or not. Uh, it's the the emotional makeup or the strength or whatever it is of the person, whether they can do it or they can't. Mm-hmm. And so I would say, I mean, I did it, but that doesn't mean it was right or wrong. It just means, you know, some people, they are not uh, emotionally equipped to be able to handle it because it is a big job mm-hmm. i mean it's definitely sad when that happens especially when you hear someone just got engaged and you know it's supposed to be the love of each other's lives mm-hmm. and 24 hours later the person is you know i can't handle this i'm mm-hmm. out of here 
I mean, that story to me sounded like he didn't even give it a chance. Yeah, I mean, to me, I, I think it's a blessing, but, oh, you know, yeah, blessing probably. for her. Yeah, you know, but hey. She learned know, early. Exactly. What he exactly. was like. But exactly. I mean, there was no chance. There was no, sure. I mean, that was tough. But, you know, who knows when you, that saying, you don't know unless you walk in that person's shoes. Sure, you sure. just don't know. Well, and another one, another story that came up was about a woman whose husband had a stroke and she was the caregiver of that gentleman and his family had other ideas as to where they wanted him to live and um you know they wanted him to move you know hundreds of miles away from where he was currently living with his wife and their family and they wanted him to move back closer to them which was hundreds of miles away and the wife was like but i don't want to move there you know i've got a career here i've got friends and family here and you know we were fine here all along and you know before the stroke and even now in the midst of the stroke you know i'm caring for him everything's fine why do you need to pressure him and pressure us into making this kind of change when you know we're a family now you know it's, you know we're in this together and we're okay and what ended up happening is is that the the family pressure placed upon the man actually kind of won out and so the man was transported to hundreds of miles away to where his family is and the wife is like okay well here i sit and now they're getting a divorce for gosh sakes you know they hadn't been married that long well they had been married a couple of years Mm. when he had his stroke Mm -hmm. and uh this particular person heard about me and from two different uh directions from the two people that didn't know one another one Mm -hmm. lived out of state so it was sort of a, a coincidence and I met with her, and it was right in the beginning of her husband being ill. And, mm. I, you know, I remember thinking she had a lot of energy. And I used my expression, just remember, it's not a sprint. It's going to be a marathon because mm-hmm. that was the advice haul. that was given to me. And I didn't know what it meant. Mm-hmm. So I tried to explain it to her. And, you know, please don't wear yourself out. Take a big breath. Just relax. So I heard this, the whole story, and, you know, it was heartbreaking. It always is. And um, just recently, I inquired about her through someone I knew, mm-hmm. and that's when I heard this whole, you know, sad story mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, the family wanted him to move, and she wanted to stay and because she's from, the, you know, where they, had, where they were living, and... Um, I, you know, I'm not really sure on all the mm-hmm. the details, yeah. but mm. he said, she said, and but then again, it comes around to you can't judge other people because uh, who knows the complete story? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, this man was in his late fifties, mm-hmm. early sixties, mm-hmm. and maybe he really missed his grandchildren, yeah, or sure. maybe. She, I don't know. All, mm-hmm. all I just know is she said, he said, mm-hmm. the whole family's been torn apart, and there's never an easy solution. Sure, sure. You know, and I, I guess, you know, even going there on that topic, it isn't necessarily to judge their particular situation or who's right and who's wrong in the situation. Just really just the fact that this type of thing could come up. Yeah, it happens. You know, I mean, it's not enough that the person had a stroke. It's not enough that, okay, well, this is our new life now. It's just kind of yet another thing that has to be dealt with in the midst of a stroke. And how, you know, you kind of have to, you know, mentally prepare yourself and and emotionally prepare yourself 
for things like this. You know, it's it's um, on both sides. On both, exactly. You exactly. Know? Just you know, exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it's you know, unfortunately, it doesn't just stop with the fact that okay, I've had a stroke and now I've got to go to you know physical therapy for gosh sakes, you know. Right. I mean, it might have to be you know marriage therapy. I mean, it might have to be just anything, and um, and just really just what the strain of of all of that can be. You know what I mean? Well, you know, another part of the strain is if someone, let's say, they have cancer, mm-hmm. which. Um, my parents both died of cancer, but in my um, experience, you know, we learned they had cancer, and you had a period of time that you're thinking about it. They're going through treatments. You know, they didn't seem that sick when they first it was diagnosed, but it's sort of a long process for you to become used to. With a stroke, it's bingo. Yes. And it's like someone's been hit by a car. That's right. And so it is such a shock and then with a the stroke, at least in my husband's situation, um, I never knew if he was going to be alive in the morning mm. or if he'd be alive at the end of the day. Sure. And so it's a different kind of pressure mm-hmm. because it's the unknown. So you not only are you living with someone that um, is ill, but you're also living in the unknown, mm-hmm. which is double the pressure sure. on a caregiver. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Well, a doctor once told me, he said, Kathy, you are having the most difficult situation that I know of. And I said, well, why? He says, because there's not a beginning and an end. With mm-hmm. many illnesses, there is the beginning. But you know, unfortunately, the end will be two years, five years, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, he said the situations where it's, you know, there's, it's not clear cut it's very hard on the caregiver because they don't know from day to day what's happening. Right, right. Yeah, so it's it's very heavy. All of this is very heavy. And, and um, you know, as the producer of this show and things like that, you, you know, um, it, there's a, I don't want to say a, a sense of responsibility, but, I mean, there is a, a sense of responsibility on my part to um, see that all of my listeners are getting the kind of information they need. I'm going to cut this part out. One thing I'd like to add is for a caregiver, um, one of the things the doctors told me is it's very important to get regular checkups because statistically caregivers become ill more than other people. Really? Because of the stress. Hmm. Because of them not taking care of themselves. Because of them not, they might have a symptom for something and they just ignore it Mm because they're so busy taking care of their loved one. And, you know, that ends up not being good for anyone. I just am so thrilled to have you be a part of this show and to be able to share some of the wisdom and the insight that you've amassed over the years and and uh, to just talk to all of the listeners, not just the stroke survivors, but obviously the, the the caregivers who listen to the show, who, you know, can just get so much information from you and just so much insight and hope and wisdom and things like that. Because uh, as you said, you know, we go through these things for a reason. And many times it's um, to share with others to um, help them and, and educate them and guide them through. That's why now with what I'm doing, mm-hmm. I feel like uh, I wish I had had the knowledge that I have now when it happened to me. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, 
I can't it, fix everyone or anyone, no, but I can give a few tips here absolutely. and there and, and that's be a cheerleader, why, you know? You know, Kathy, you've heard me say it many times, and, you know, that's why I'm so, so glad that you're doing what you're doing. Thank and you. that it's you that's doing it because you're not someone who's just, you know, okay, well, you know, uh, I'm going to start this foundation. I'm just going to do this thing. And, you know, uh, I mean, this is you. I mean, it, you are so much the right person to head up an organization like this. Um, not just because you're smart and brilliant and all that, other stuff, but just because it is your heart. You know, you, the saying, you know, you, you walk the walk or whatever. I mean, that is, it's just you. And it comes through in who you are and how you are. And anyone that is fortunate enough to be connected with you through your organization, I know will be just so well cared for to the best of your ability to do whatever and meet whatever need they might have. Um, because that's just you. You know? well, thank you. And, and also with the foundation, if anyone looks it up online, it's not just helping caregivers that are the caregivers in need. I have blogs. Mm-hmm. And I have um, I try and send out a monthly blog. And I have many people that come to me and say, you know what, I've reread that. I didn't even have a stroke. But your blog on, let's say, depression really mm-hmm. kind of helped me. So it's, yeah, like I say, a go. lot of it is just sort of um, just kind of coming up with different ideas that might help people right and see and that's what i mean it's i mean to go to the extent of a blog and things like that i mean you know some organizations just say hey look send us money and you know we'll give some away and okay thanks you know but i mean you're you're you feel this you know Mm -hmm. i mean this is you this is you know really who you are as a person and i just think it's awesome thank you (laughs) you gotta blush and get all shy on me over there (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my okay um, hey you know i'm just telling you like it is girl i'm okay. just telling you like it is so everybody look forward to kathy's segments uh here on the show in uh coming weeks and stuff like that and and just you know f- reach out to her you know in whatever way you need to want to feel led to uh again if you need support through her foundation reach out to her in that way if you can help support her foundation do that but but more than anything, just you know, take heed to the the wisdom that she has to impart um, to again not just caregivers and certainly not just to stroke survivors or anything like that, but just the overall experience that she's been through that um, she's kind enough and caring enough to share and um, you know to help others. So it's really awesome. So anyway, that is the show for today, everybody, and. Um, as always, I appreciate you guys listening. I know that we have just tons of listeners all around the world and just know we love you guys. We're here for you. And uh, as I always say, until next time, remember that there is still a beautiful life after stroke. This has been a recorded program of an actual stroke support group. The comments expressed are the opinions of the participants and not necessarily the opinions of the producers, sponsors, or the broadcasters of this show. This program is not to be used as a way to diagnose or treat any medical condition that you may have. Please consult your doctor or healthcare professional before making any changes to your current medical routine. 
Life After Stroke is a production of the Hang On to the Dream Foundation, the 501c3 nonprofit organization that helps kids and adults reach their goals in life. If these Life After Stroke programs are helpful to you, please consider making a tax-deductible donation to the Hang On to the Dream Foundation to assist the organization in its numerous outreach activities. For more information, just go to www.hangontothedream.org. And remember, no matter how hard things seem, hang on to the dream.